This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Om Saram to our listeners. Welcome to Saturday News number 882. And today we'll be hearing a talk by Bob Becker. He is professionally, he owns a video marketing company. He produces uh, videos, conferences, annual reports, and websites for many non-profit organizations. He has been a side devotee for over 30 years. His first center was in uh, Poundridge in New York, USA. Over the past eight years, he has recorded and produced a number of Sai children's uh, music CDs and have performed with the groups uh, for Swami in Puttapati. He has also produced a video for Swami's mobile medical hospital, which some of you might have seen it. For the last uh, 10 years, he has led the Unison English Singing Sessions for the North Atlantic site retreats in uh, May and in October. He helps to lead several singing groups at senior homes. So I am Gulab Bilmoria, and I offer my most loving and humble pranams at the Lord's feet of our beloved Bhagwan, Sri Sai Baba. So before we start hearing from Bob, let's hear one of his songs. We are of love Always as before But now we know for sure We are of love We know this to be true Cause we feel it through and through are of love and you ask how can we be so sure we say we've been this way before and before our lives were filled with doubt and fear but now our love has beckoned us near we are of love Always as before, but now we know for sure we are of love. We know this to be true, cause we feel it through and through. We are of love. We are of love. For my humble pranams and the divine lotus feet of our beloved Bhagwan Sri Satisai Baba. Sairam and welcome to this Region 8 devotional program and satsang. That beautiful voice you heard is the voice of Bob Becker. Bob has been privileged to be a Sai devotee for over 30 years now. His first Sai center was in Poundridge, New York then the Silver Mine Center in Norwalk, Connecticut, then the newly formed Newton Group in Connecticut, and as a special guest to any Sai Center when invited. Swami has blessed Bob 
to write and produce many devotional songs. And over the past 16 years, and in his home studio, he has been recording and producing many, many songs, including three Sai Children's Music CDs with the Stamford and Norwalk Sai Centers. The group was blessed to perform these songs in front of Swami in Puttaparthi. By profession, Bob is a video producer that has allowed him to produce videos for Swami's mobile medical hospital featuring Dr. Narsimhan work, one of the Satisai bookstore in Tustin, California, as well as other spiritual organizations around the US. Over the past 20 years, he has been requested to help lead English singing sessions for the North Atlantic Sai retreats. He has immensely enjoyed helping to lead Seva singing groups at senior homes. And in the past year, Bob joined with Bernie Michael to be a video mentor for the Sai Love in Action Committee. Welcome, Bob. Sairam. Sairam. How are you today? I'm having a ball here. Just so happy to be invited to participate with your group. So thank you. I'm I'm doing great. Yeah, love, love, love your voice. Um, you. Would you tell us more about yourself, what you do for fun, and how Swami entered your life? You bet. Um, fun for me, you know, fun is what feeds me. So the variety of seva work that I get to do that I'm blessed to do is my joy. Um, and of course, the music uh, I have been, <laughs> it's funny. Before I, I was drawn to Swami, I always thought I was very creative, because I come up, I, actually, I would, wouldn't even sit down to write, they would just come. And but then I realized after, <laughs> after connecting with Swami, that I get to receive the music um, from the divine. So, uh, you know, that's my joy. It's the Seva work and the music that I get to do and the people that I get to meet. So um, that was a big deal for me. Um, and Swami, how did, you know, <laughs> do I tell my Swami story of how I, how I got involved? Yeah, yes, please. Okay. About a little over 30 years ago, my wife was um, co-managing a health food store here in, uh, in New York. And there was a fellow that we would play basketball every Sunday together. And we, I used to call it basket brawl because <laughs> we used to just lovingly beat each other up. And um, so after about a year of this, he says to me, uh, I can't. I can't play basketball with you for the next couple of weeks. And I said, why? He said, my family and I are going to India. I said, why? And he hesitated. I said, you don't have to tell me. He said, no, 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 we're, we're going to see our teacher. I said, you have a guru? He hesitated. I said, you don't have to tell me. <laughs> and he said, can I just give you a book? And then when I come back from India, if you're still interested, we can talk. And I said, great. So he gave me the, now is it called the psychiatrist and the holy man or the holy man and the psychiatrist? The holy man and the psychiatrist, yeah. The holy man and the psychiatrist. <laughs> um, so he's away, I read the book and that's it. 
the light goes on. And what I read, which has stayed with me all these years, and when asked, I share, is I heard Swami say, you're here for three reasons. Um, one, uh, to be in service to those less fortunate than you. Two, don't raise money in my name. You're not a beggar. I love that. Mm -hmm. And then the third one he said is, Christian, fine. Jew, fine. Muslim, fine. Hindu, fine. Whatever. He said, dig once and dig deep. Don't talk about it. Just do it. And after reading that book, I just laughed. I said, oh, my God, this is it. If it stays this simple, I'm home. So the fellow comes back from his trip to India, and he said, so do you want to talk? I said, yeah. And he said, what would you think of the book? I said, I get it. He said, what would you get? And I just explained to him. I said, how was your trip? He said, we had two interviews with Swami. I said, you had two interviews? <laughs> And he said, yes. And, um, and we discussed it a little bit more. And then he and I really deepened our friendship. And it was his center, his mother's center that I joined. So it came through our basket brawl and then reading the book. But, it, you know, as you'll hear from so many devotees that when they make that initial, when that initial contact is made, all of a sudden your heart goes, Oh, mm -hmm. I've been waiting for this. So it was wonderful. And over all these years, for me, nothing has changed. Um, you know what? <laughs> you know, you. there was a question where you said, um, let me see, how did you put that? Um, something like, how does Swani, Swami manifest in your day? Yeah. How, how does he fit into your life? Fit into my life. Whenever I question something that I'm doing, Swami is there saying, if you're questioning <laughs> whether this is the right thing to do, you already know the answer. So mm. Sw Swami is always, you know, just right there, just kind of saying, come on, tag, Bob, you're it. <laughs> you know? uh, and I'll never, <laughs> he, someone told me they asked Swami, um, when do they get realized? And Swami put it this way, and I, I love it to Westerners that I share it with. Mm -hmm. And I say, you know, Swami says he is God, and, West, and devotees say he's God. Mm -hmm. I said, but then the other part of the listening is when he says, but you are too. Mm -hmm. And he said, I never forget. So you forget sometimes, but just start remembering. And I just love that. So how Swami manifested my day is every time I question an intention or a motive, even unseen or unheard, I know Swami saying, come on, you know already, do the yeah. right thing. So that's how it, it manifests. And, um, and it's so interesting in conversations with people, especially if people talk about religion or you know what church do you go to or what temple do you go to and um and do you believe in god and i i i love this is my little gag i say well i've added a no and i believe in good call it what you like yeah so it, it's kind of that inclusiveness and that's i think that's how swami feeds 
me to remember that we are all one and um and when you believe in good and your life is dedicated to good great doesn't matter what uh, handshake you have or what costume you wear or what building you dwell in it's all the same yeah for sure yeah um tell us more about how your story began and how um music and cds and performances for swami happened i have a little um my piano here is in my office studio my video editing studio and i get to have a, a piano here so how blessed is that mm -hmm. and i set up a little recording situation here and um, i let some of the Psy organization know that if anyone wanted to record my studio is available and one of the songs um the the group from norwalk and stanford came over one day and said we heard your song uh in love eternally and could we just change a word or two and i said of course and and the the intention was for us to record a cd as you mentioned earlier with the norwalk and stanford children's choir so they said um your song is when you're in love time falls away falling in time with your heart they said could we just say when you're with sai i said of course and it was so cute they said well we don't want to change your song i said you just actually clarified the focus <laughs> so it's perfect so over a period of about a year mm -hmm. my studio is about 24 by 20 24 feet by 24 feet we had sometimes upwards of 35 adults and children coming to practice for a year recording this cd that was called in love eternally and that was the beginning and then ramesh wadmani who is um always been by swami's side uh took our cd to put a party and said to swami swami can we come and sing for you and swami said sure so we rehearsed we rehearsed we rehearsed and uh, we got to put a party and of course you know everyone is saying oh please please call us to perform please call us to perform and one of our leaders said to us beautifully and rightfully so if you're not called don't disappoint swami because he hears everything you're doing when you practice he hears it all so just don't be disappointed remain in spirit for that so we all agreed but in the meantime we're all nine years old saying oh please please call us so so um we go to put a party we practice we practice we practice we practice and between the multiple practices a day and the amount of seva work we all got sick mm. and we're in bed and we're feverish and we have four days to go and swami hasn't called us yet so i'm now i have two young adults two young uh, members we're sharing a room together and um we're all feverish and all of a sudden we hear and i wake up and i go to the door and it's our young wonderful violinist some pat and he goes now 
We said, what does now mean? He goes, Swami's waiting for you. I said, oh, <laughs> so we run madly. And it's almost like a comedy if you were to look from a drone down on it. We're coming with rickshaws. We're coming with cars. We're being dragged. We're being carried. In the meantime, this is in the middle of Darshan. Swami is waiting a half hour, interrupting Darshan, not interrupting, but pausing Darshan for us to show up. So we show up, we set up everything, we set up everything, and then Swami goes. So we start to play our 14-song set. And, um, and as usual, you know, Swami's trust my uncertainty. So none of the microphones are working for the instruments. It's just my keyboard. So I am so focused on making sure I don't mess up that I'm not looking up. And we're doing our songs and it comes to in love eternally which is the song that they put in our cd that swami had sent me and halfway through the song this is so <laughs> wonderful um i look up and i see swami singing along with us and i think to myself how does he know the lyrics and then i realize it's his song <laughs> so it's, you know, there's sort of the comedy in here where we're still on a very mortal plane and realizing, come on, you know. So at any rate, um, we performed and uh, it was absolutely wonderful. Um, this is probably a good place to transition to the ring story. You could or you could play the song for us. Let's, let's, do, the let's do the song. So yes. imagine I look up and Swami singing along. When you're in love, time falls away Falling in time with your heart In all of your life you dreamed of this This is what dreams are for and now becomes the time to say, Sigh, you've taken my breath away. Now becomes the time to be in love eternally. When you're in love, you're in love all the time. The sun pours down and the rain starts to shine In all of your life you've yearned for love And this is what life is for And now becomes the time to say Sigh, you've taken my breath away Now becomes the time to be in love eternally rain to the stream river to the sea Saga Sai Baba darken the dawn rainbow and storm Saga Sai Baba all that I 
see this breath that I breathe. Sadhya Sai Baba, song of my heart, treasure thou art. Sadhya Sai Baba, when you're in love, you're in love all the time. When you're in love, you're in I have goosebumps every single time, this song. Um, now you have to tell us the ring story. Okay. Here's time for my embarrassment and self-humiliation and a wonderful lesson. <sighs> so we finish the set. Swami, before the last song, Swami says to us, just do 13 songs. 13 is a good number. So we say, okay. So we finish the song, and when it's done, Swami calls up one of our leaders on the woman's side, and he materializes a necklace for her. And the crowd's going crazy. Everyone's so grateful to see this done, you know, publicly. So, so when he's doing this, I close my eyes, and I say, Swami, I'm doing a lot of volunteer work and I just don't feel recognized. And I open my eyes and I say, just prayerfully, I'll take a ring. What kind of a buffoon goes on a spiritual journey and asks for jewelry, but this is the buffoon in front of you. So Swami's looking around the crowd, he's looking around the crowd and then he focuses on me and he just goes, and looks away and I get the message. I close my eyes, I say, Swami, forget the ring. I have everything I could possibly need right here and now. <laughs> and thank you for not outing me in front of all these people. And I feel better and my posture improves and I'm just feeling like, okay, I'm starting to get it. A Couple of minutes go by and Swami goes, and I turn around thinking he's not pointing to me and they say, no, it's you, it's you. So I go up to Swami and, um, and he says to me, what is your name? I said, uh, Bob Becker, Swami. He goes, you are Bob Becker. And now I'm starting to question <laughs> and I go, yeah. And he goes, you are Bob Becker, Bob Becker. And what I don't get is he's goofing on me. Yeah. <laughs> because I don't have a first or last name for any children or relatives. They all say, is Bob Becker coming? Is Bob, and they say, honey, you could say Uncle Bob. And they go, no, Bob Becker. So now he's getting me off balance and he's talking further and he's talking further. I can't hear him. So I'm moving in, I'm moving in. It's not a good sight from the rear. And, um, and I'm trying to listen. And then when I get close enough, he says to me, if I make you this ring, will you wear it permanently or proudly? Wow. And I shake my head, yes. And he goes like this, and this very feminine, petite, little diamond ring appears. 
So I go to reach for it, and here's the incredible blessing. He takes my hand, he puts it in his lap, and he starts to work the ring up my down my finger. Mm -hmm. And he gets to a big bony knuckle, and it's just not going on. It's just not going on. And I'm thinking to myself, great, I'm going to be the first public failure. And he says to me, are we swollen, Bob Becker? And I know immediately he means my ego. And I said, yes, Swami. The ring slides on, which is here, yeah. never to come off perfectly in place, but trust wow. me, never coming off. So as I, I, I thank him, he says, good. And as I start to turn and go back to my seat, I hear the voice that when we're quiet enough in the silence, and the voice says, because you no longer needed this ring and gave it up, fine, you can have it. Your happiness was not conditioned upon getting it or not getting it. And I went, okay. And I sit down. And then again, the voice says, if you're feeling unrecognized, it has nothing to do with anyone else. You are not recognizing who you are. It has nothing to do with anyone else. So what happens for the next four days is he sends person after person after person to me to see the ring, kiss the ring, put it to their forehead, put it to yeah. a particular area. And I don't know what to do. You know, I'm kind of like, you know, Vanna White turning a number. I, I'm, I don't know where I fit into any of this. So I start to get more and more uneasy about it. And, and I'm embarrassed to say this, but it was true. I started to avoid people because mm. I, I don't even know why. And on the last day before we leave, I'm getting ready and there's a, a woman well on in years and she goes, and I say, yes. And she comes over, kisses the ring, puts it to her forehead and blesses me and my family. And as she walks away, I hear the voice saying, how many people did I have to send to you who received that ring from their heart and you are still receiving from your ego, Bob? And I fell to my knees and I started laughing because the joke was on me. Mm -hmm. And the miracle was not materializing a ring. The miracle was Swami got my attention and got through to my thick head about what really receiving is about and the generosity involved in receiving from others where you can stay small to allow someone else to remain big to give to you. So the ring is delightful. It's beautiful. There are 13 stones for the 13 songs. And it's, um, it's a dual reminder that I've been blessed. And also, it reminds me, how are you receiving, Bob? Mm -hmm. Let's, uh, let's pay some attention here. So that's how Swami manifests. That's one of the ways Swami manifests every day in my life, because I wake up to this beautiful ring and this reminder. Oh, and I just want to share this. Mm -hmm. Okay, dear listeners, we have come end of part one. So we'll hear from Bob what he wants to share with us. So next week, uh, we'll have the final part two. Saram to you all. 
For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.